the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This program was recorded for broadcast at this time. Welcome to the Roger Franklin Williams Show. And this is my time. Keep it here as Roger talks about local and national issues important to you. Talking with the leaders and newsmakers in our community. And now, here's Roger. Welcome to the Roger Franklin Williams Show, a program that's dedicated to protecting, preserving, and defending America's founding traditions of God, family, country. Friends, it's great to be with you today. I want to thank you for the opportunity to join you as we talk about the issues that affect us in our community, our state, and our nation. And of course, as you know, on the Roger Franklin Williams Show, we talk about those issues from a perspective that honors America's founding traditions and founding principles of God, family, and country, and those principles and foundations that are expressed so eloquently in the Declaration of Independence by Thomas Jefferson, written primarily by Thomas Jefferson, or written by Thomas Jefferson, and also our United States Constitution and our legal system and our judicial system. The concept of innocence until proven guilty, right to face your accuser, right to, for a jury trial, all these various things are incredibly important Foundational principles, they're unique to the United States of America, or they at least were at at the time of our founding and the time they were established, and they're the principles that we continue to try to advance and preserve and protect. It's great to have you joining us, and before we go further, I want to, of course, let you know the Roger Franklin Williams Show is presented by Christner's Prime Steak and Lobster, and of course, Christner's is where you'll find prime cuts of beef and cold water Australian lobster served in an atmosphere of old-school elegance and sophistication. You were approaching a day, you know, literally in just a few days, that will, that represents, uh, it's a date that's one of the most important dates in all of human history, and that's there's no exaggeration uh, at all on that concept, on that statement. April 19th, 1775. Of course, that was the day when the very first shot was fired that ignited the war between our forebears, uh, the colonials, the the revolutionaries, if you will, uh, and the British Empire. It was the start of the Revolutionary War. It all took place on Lexington Green when a small, a relatively small band of approximately 70 patriots, all of them essentially militia or Minutemen, in other words, citizen citizens. I wouldn't even call them citizen soldiers. They weren't even really soldiers. They were just citizen volunteers who had literally pledged their lives to protect the community and protect the freedom of of the, you know their community. Literally, uh, they engaged. They confronted uh, a group of over seven hundred British 
soldiers, British regulars, shots were fired, and from that day ignited what you know is now known as the Revolutionary War. We're going to talk about that pretty much on the entire program today on the Roger Frank and Williams show, uh, just because I think it's such a you know momentous event, not just in American history but in human history, uh, because of what it led to. Of course, led to the founding of the country, found to our independent nation that, of course, led directly to the Declaration of Independence, our Constitution, and um, a country that was exceptional, a country that was founded upon the revolutionary concept that all people have rights, that those rights were endowed by their creator. God has endowed certain basic human rights upon all people, and that government, the purpose of government is to protect and preserve those rights, not to dictate to the people the proper role of government in the world order, in in the world, should be to protect individual rights and liberties, um, not to to dictate to to the citizens. And of course, as we know, that was an incredibly revolutionary concept in the world at that time. It's a revolutionary concept now. Um, but even at, after the point right now, though, is that once our country was established on those principles, that government should, the purpose of government is to serve the citizens and protect the citizens' rights, that revolutionary fervor spread across the world. And literally, specifically, in terms of the continent of Europe, huge, um, vast areas of Europe, primarily Western Europe, eventually went evolved from a monarchy, uh, kings and lords and monarchs, a system to some form of democratic government. In their cases, it's usually parliament, which is different than what we have here. But the point is that the concept of constitutional democratic republican government that is based on the needs and desires of the people and on based on protecting basic liberties and rights of the people started um, with America, with the founding of America, which, of course, we all know July 4th, 1776 was when independence was declared and the Declaration of Independence was adapted. However, it all really started on April the 19th, 1775, when the first shots were actually fired, and that were, that's what we're going to talk about today. And what I would like to do is just talk about the events specifically at Lexington and Concord, more specifically Lexington, because that was where the first shots were fired. The, uh, talk about the kind of men and the kind of people that stood up to the British, and even talk about some specific uh, people who were who were very influential, uh, the driving forces, if you will, of revolution in America. And the first thing that I'd like to to t- talk about, and, and I can, I would also let you know that, share with you that there are some wonderful books um, about this, and there, there's a, I, I, would, I, found, I would say even an abundance of great videos on YouTube that uh, I would encourage you to find, and they're pretty easy to find. I mean, if I can find them, I know that you can, um, and you can, if you just giggle, Google um, Lexington and Concord, um, or Lexicon and Concord and Sons of Liberty, uh, you'll find uh, some great uh, resources on on YouTube. Um, 
one 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 is a, a movie, actual movie that was produced back in the I believe like the late '80s, called uh, April Morning, and they do a I think an outstanding job of of really kind of reenacting, if you will, um, what has appears to have a, a great amount of authenticity, and people like Rip Torn and Tommy Lee Jones uh, uh, were actually um, uh, you know in in that movie, um, but um, the point is that. The things that sparked the confrontation on Lexington Green were essentially, you know, if you know, there was rebellion going on in the colonies. It had been going on for over 10 years, 12, 15 years, um, for various reasons. We won't get into all the various reasons, but essentially, I think what led to actual armed conflict, uh, looking retrospectively, was the British King George, Lord North, the Prime Minister, um, took a very hard line on the various conflicts that took place. And essentially what would happen is, you know, the colonists would, would act provocatively, something like the Boston Tea Party or whatever, uh, various protests that they were having. Um, and, and the response by the Crown, by official England, English government, British government, was to clamp down harder and to take rights away, take liberties away, have an increased uh, military presence uh, that became very onerous. Um, you know, even the fact, uh, you know, certain aspects of, a, you know, even basically an occupying army. And as you know, when you have an occupying army of, of any situation, there are going to be abuses and atrocities. So, so basically, it, it fell into this, this very, very unfortunate rhythm and pattern of um, you know, Americans protesting, uh, Various acts by the British governmental acts, uh, restrictions on freedom, uh, the the um, the um, British you know, re, you know coming back with even more draconian responses that led to more rebellion that led to more draconian responses and I think that's kind of what led to the confrontation on um, Lexington Green on on April nineteenth. But essentially, what happened was things had gotten so acute, <laughs> so bad around Boston, Massachusetts that the British were actually uh, going to arrest Samuel Adams and John Hancock, two of the major instigators, if you will, leaders of the revolutionary move, the rebellious movement. And I think that I want to talk a bit more throughout the course of the program about Samuel Adams, because, you know, he, um, yeah, I think it's somewhat overshadowed once the country was, was created and the people like John Adams, his, his second cousin and, um, Thomas Jefferson, Alexander Hamilton, George Washington, of course. Once those people really began to, um, James Madison a little bit later, take the leadership of the country and become the leaders of the new country after the Constitution was ratified. Um, Samuel Adams, you know, and people like Paul Revere and Samuel Adams uh, kind of have, um, you know, are, are not as well known, if you will. Um, and so I want to talk about them because their role was really – they were really the ones that – whose leadership, whose actions, whose inspirations, who organizational, organizational ability, all those things, they're the ones that really sparked the actual revolution, that really were able to rally large numbers of people around the concept of, first of all, rebelling against England and then even uh, ultimately uh, fighting ag- against England. So basically, it had gotten to the point where they, they'd had enough. The British had had enough of Samuel Adams and John Hancock, and they were going to arrest them. They were also going to take over a, a stash, if you will, of weapons, ammunition, weapons, cannons, all those things 
uh, that the that the revolutionary the colonist uh, had been storing in Concord, Massachusetts. Uh, and so they were set out, and that word of that leaked. Of course, you had, they had you a, a lot of the, uh, you know, just tremendous amount of spying activity. I guess was going on, and um, of course, it was incredibly hard to keep any kind of a secret back in those days. So anyway, word of it leaked, and the colonists knew something was up. And so we're going to, unfortunately, we're up on our first break right now. We'll pick that up when we come back, and we look forward to being joined by Derek Hicks regular contributor to our program and also, of course, president of Thompson Jewelers when we come back. Friends, you're listening to The Roger Franklin Williams Show. Uh, and uh, before we go, I want to give a shout-out to our friend Dr. Patrick St. Germain and the great people at Bird Fat Orlando and St. Germain Chiropractic and let you know they've been voted, Dr. Patrick St. Germain has been voted best chiropractor once again. We'll be right, right back on The Roger Franklin Williams Show. Welcome back. Good to have you here for the Roger Franklin Williams Show. Friends, welcome back to the Roger Franklin Williams Show. Welcome back to this special program as we take a full hour to examine and talk about and celebrate that momentous day on April 19th, 1775, when the shot heard around the world was fired that ignited the Revolutionary War that led to the creation, led directly to the creation of the United States of America, and then, of course, led directly to the liberation not only of people here in America over the past close to 250 years, but throughout large segments of the world. Literally hundreds of millions of people throughout the world have lived better lives, lives of freedom and even prosperity, more prosperity than they would have had, um, you know, and uh, been able to escape oppression and tyranny all f- as a result of the events that happened on April 19th, 1775. So we're going to be joined in just a moment by our friend Derek Hicks. Before we do, I'll just kind of finish up, you know, relaying the, uh, the scenario um, on what happened. So essentially, as I said, when we went, was talking about when we went to break, the British finally decided they'd had enough out of Samuel Adams and John Hancock. They were going to arrest them and they were going to find that weapon stash in Concord and, and confiscate it and destroy it. And so word leaked out to the, to the colonists. Um, and there was incredible, uh, you know, communications network, uh, largely through the taverns, um, uh, gathering places back in those days. And you know, the Sons of Liberty were a very important group, which we'll talk about with Derek. Um, they were at the forefront of organizing the people and uh, in, in pushing back and, and resisting uh, efforts of the British to to inhibit uh, civil liberties and, and you know, uh, do other onerous things to the people, especially the, uh, the occupying uh, British Army. They helped to organize and keep everybody motivated. And so, uh, you know, Paul Revere, who was a leading figure in the um, – Sons of Liberty, and, and along with William Dawes and Samuel Prescott, uh, those guys don't get as much recognition as Paul Revere, but, but those three guys, um, uh, at midnight on the 18th, got out and um, you know, rode through the countryside to warn people to let the militia know, to let the Minutemen know that you might have to confront the British. They're going to, you know, now they're going to start arresting uh, our leaders and they're going to try to destroy the the weapons in Concord, uh, the word got out, 
And as a result of that, 70 men, approximately 70 men, including some teenagers, in fact, guys that were probably 15 or 16 years old, and we know who they all were. This is all documented, um, met on Lexington Green early the morning of the 19th to confront the British. That And the British uh, regiment that showed up, um, the, 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 the force, the force that showed up was a force of 700 regular British soldiers. Um, you know, with with their full blown leadership, uh, drum corps, uh, buglers, uh, the whole nine yards, um, in full uh, military force, and uh, these seven men, <laughs> seventy citizens, farmers, artisans, shopkeepers, uh, confronted them, and that you know that led to where we're, to where we're you know, the creation of the United States of America. So let's go ahead and get um, you know Derek involved here. And, and Derek, I'm just it's really great to have you joining us on the show today to, to talk about this incredible event. And I think it's an event that really needs to be talked about more in our in our country. Well yes, Roger, thank you for having me. What an incredible event. That's where the shot heard around the world was uh, fired. And you can imagine those people, those seventy people standing against that massive army with the the red coats, and they knew how fierce those fighters were and what kind of fighters they were. And uh, I'm telling you, it just it shows the incredible bravery of those people because those weren't soldiers. Those were people like uh, your listeners, like me and you, just regular people who took an all, up arms to uh, stand for freedom. And what a difference. That shot heard around the world uh, brought freedom to a, a dark world at the time. No, absolutely, and I think that's the key point that I want to make about this entire show, and you just made it, Derek, and I took a whole segment without getting to it <laughs> before you joined us, but uh, just trying to lay the, the background on it. But And I think that's the key, is that just ordinary citizens, literally, um, farmers, shopkeepers, as I said, just men and women, and in this case it was the men who did the fighting, um, you know, just, just put, literally put their lives on the line enthusiastically uh, in the first place. But then even so, when it came down to the actual reality of it, you know, it's one thing to be a member of a militia. It's one thing to show up and train, you know, it, it's, it's all those things to do some acts of, of resistance or whatever, but, but literally to go out on the lawn and face literally, uh, you know, the most powerful soldiers and, and leaders, officers, of the most powerful military force in the world at that time, uh, just is it, literally almost incomprehensible. But that's the kind of courage and commitment these men had, and um, it, it led to the, the the creation of our country and and, and incredible uh, freedom f- for over two hundred two hundred years across the world. Well, exactly right, Roger. And you know that was just the start of it. And little did they know how much, you know, they were going to have to continue to battle and continue to show that courage if the war was going to drag on. And, uh, you know, they they had no idea. I'm sure they uh, hoped for freedom and they hoped to be free, but they knew the odds that were, were against them, and yet they were still willing uh, to make those sacrifices. And I hope that uh, our generation would be willing to make those sacrifices. And we do it now with not so much with arms anymore, but we have to be bold and speak out. We can take it from those uh, men and women of those days. Whenever we see tyrants or injustice or whether trying to take our winter rights, whether it's from the COVID or the lockdowns or, or burdensome regulations, we have to have that same spirit and speak out and boldly speak out about our freedom, freedom for all of us. 
Absolutely, and I think that's the key, and the, the key mission at this point of this whole program is exactly what you just said, and hopefully, and that's one of the reasons we want to talk about these men and women today is is to, so that hopefully there'll be an inspiration to all of us, and that we can uh, take inspiration from their bravery, and then do the things that that we need to do, which which are you know, not easy. Nobody's asking at this point anybody to to face uh, you know to to go out and and face an army or, or face armed soldiers. But yeah, you know, we certainly are going to need to make our voices heard heard more. And from what you said, also, Derek, I just made me think of something I heard Chris Hart say uh, on the adversaries program yesterday. And he's talking specifically about the example of of Disney World of, of the Disney Company and the way proper way to respond to you know their obvious attempts to to push a, a I guess a trans agenda and. Um, you know how to deal with that, and of course, and of course, the the efforts of, of Governor DeSantis to push back against them, and and to to make sure that uh, you know common sense and and basic you know biology prevails, um, you know, and, and against this agenda that that's that's you know Disney seems to be you know wanting to push, but but the the point that Chris made was you know there there are a lot of responses you hear well I'm not going back there anymore or you know. I'm going to quit if I work there and things like that, which, which I, I tend to you know, appreciate those responses. Um, but, but Chris made the point that really what we need to do is uh, engage them from inside, you know, not engage, push back. Um, if you're working there, don't quit, but, but make, your, make your voice heard louder. Um, or if you go there. Um, well, Roger, you are yeah. dead on on that because, you know, we live in society. We have to help make society better. You know, especially if you have enough money, it's easy you want to move away somewhere and, and get away and just be off by yourself somewhere. You don't have to put up with all that. But that's not what we're called to do. We're called to make our voices heard, whether it's, you know, both of us are Christians, too. We we make our Christian faith knows We come up on Easter this week. We share what incredible power Jesus rose from the dead. That we might have true freedom, freedom from within. And, you know, if you study the founders, they believe that so much, too, that uh, freedom came from, of course, their, their faith, and then it transferred to their lives, and then it transferred beyond that to government and, and all society. And so, yes, it's tempting to just pull away, and uh, that would be the easy way. But the hard way, as you are just saying, is to be involved, to speak out at our work, speak out at our schools, speak out at, at uh, you know, our, our friends. And, you know, we can do it, and we talked about before in a a kind, loving way, but we still have to speak out. Absolutely, and I think that's um, that just says it all right there. What you just said, taking um, you know our inspiration from from those brave founders, you know, and in their day, they they were brilliant at utilizing the technology of the day, uh, which was, in their day was a printing press. That was a revolutionary tool that, that was relatively new at that time, and they made incredible use of it. Uh, people like Paul Revere um, and Samuel Adams were great uh, at PR, what we call PR today. Uh, they were great at you know, what some people would call spin. They were great at taking an event and, and being able to uh, you know, describe it, if you will, uh, to the people in a way that they would be sympathetic to the cause of, of liberty. Uh, and and make the the British the villain. So uh, my, my point is, you know, they gathered in in taverns and um, you know assembled in um, in the town square, if you will, in parks. Uh, well, you know, we have a different way. We've got the internet now. That's the internet now. You know, Twitter, Facebook, uh, you know, et cetera, um, YouTube, um, Rumble. Uh, that's our way of 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 you know 
get, getting our messages out and the word out. And we need to utilize those. Exactly right. And, uh, again, we just reach out to the uh, so many of us, to our family and friends, and uh, we all have some type of influence. You know, a lot of people don't have a, a big radio show like you, Roger, with American Adversaries or some other show, but each one of us can speak to our friends and our family and uh, do it in a way and speak out. And the best way to do that, of course, we have to be informed. That's why we listen to shows like yours and uh, a lot of the other great shows that we listen to on communication. Because, you know, I think Thomas Jefferson uh, said it the best. He said, if you expect to be ignorant and free, you expect what never has been or never will be. Well said and absolute perfect wisdom. Derek, we're going to go to a quick break. When we come back, friends, we'll continue to speak with Derek Hicks, President Thompson Jewelers, and our topic today is the Battles of Lexington and Concord, the shot heard around the world on April 19th, 1775. Before we go to that break, I want to let you know about the guys up at Apopka Moore and Equipment Repair and let you know that as weather gets warmer and you have more lawn and garden needs, they're a perfect place to go. You can find out more at apopkamower.com. We'll be right back. Welcome back. Good to have you here for the Roger Franklin Williams Show. And now, back to the studio, here's Roger Franklin Williams. Well, friends, welcome back. Roger Franklin Williams Show, presented by Christner's Prime Steak and Lobster. It's great to have you joining us today. We're talking about the events of April 19th, 1775, the shot heard around the world, the battles of Lexington and Concord, the day that our country literally the events were set in motion for the creation of the United States of America and the creation of concept of liberty that spread throughout the world and led to literally hundreds of millions of people throughout the world living better lives, lives with more freedom and less tyranny and oppression. And what we can do more specifically, what we can do as citizens uh, to continue that great courage and spirit for freedom and for liberty uh, that our forebears had and what we must do. We're pleased to be joined by an outstanding guest, Derek Hicks, president of Thompson Jewelers, of course, as you know, he's an authority on the founding of the country, the Revolutionary War, and the colonial period. Um, and we'll go back to Derek in just a moment. Before we do, I want to let you know that if you um, or anybody you know, member of your family, friend, need to find a place that will care for your car, truck, SUV, any other vehicle you might own with old school honesty, integrity, and dependability, I urge you to get over to see Demetrius and Odysseus Virgos at Sheeler Auto Repair. No job is too big or too small for the guys at Sheeler Auto Repair. You can trust the guys at Sheeler Auto Repair. It's where I take my car. I've been taking it there for 20 years. You can find them at 1908 South Orange Blossom Trail, Apopka. Now back to Derek Hicks and our conversation on the events of April 19, 1775, the Battles of Lexicon and Concord, the shot heard around the world. And Derek, now I'd like to, and, and let me say before we go further, one of the great resources I've that I've found online on on YouTube is um, a movie called April Morning, 
and this is I'm not, I believe from about the late eighties. I don't know exactly year of it. Uh, had some uh, you know well known actors in it. Tommy Lee Jones plays a crucial role. Um, Chad Lowe, who's the younger brother of Rob Lowe, actually uh, had a key role in it. Rip Torn, you know, well known character actor from that era uh, for a long time character actor. Uh, so it's a very very you know um, it, it, excellent presentation and. You know, and it actually has a you know a scene in there of the actual battle. You know, the shots that were fired, and just the, for the record, um, no British were killed. Uh, there's, um, they think maybe one British soldier may have been injured. The counts vary, but um, eight Patriots died that day on Lexington Green, and ten others were wounded. But um, you, you know, the thing, I, the point I was going to make is is how. It really, you, you know, I, to the point of learning more and more. You have always had, a, I know, like a, I know, like a lot of of our listeners do, kind of a romanticized feeling about all these events, about the Lexington and Concord, the Battle of Trenton, Battle of Yorktown, um, it, and you kind of get warm, fuzzy feeling thinking about it and things like that. But when you really see it in stark terms, it was literally terrifying. And and it's not something that gives you a warm fuzzy feeling. It's the thing that 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 gives you a, a very uh, incredible um, feeling of, of of fear almost when you really see and awe when you see what these men were, were up against. Uh, literal citizens facing uh, the most you know competent, uh, powerful military force in the world, eye to eye. Exactly right, Roger. I mean, I just can't imagine. <laughs> Seem to be having some technical difficulties with Derek. Uh, we'll work on getting him back. But in the meantime, that's where I kind of want to pick it up. Is that the thing that I kind of like to get across? And in a way, it's it's a little, it, it, it's, a, it's kind of a downer in a way. That when you have gone through life with this very romanticized feeling, and boy, wouldn't it have been great to be at Lexington and Concord? Wouldn't it have been great to be at the Battle of Trenton with George Washington? Well, the reality is it, it wouldn't have been so great, <laughs> frankly. Um, you know, <laughs> the Battle of Trenton, they didn't even have, most of those guys didn't even have shoes. Um, <laughs> uh, they didn't even have tents uh, in, in freezing snow and ice, uh, below freezing weather. That's what that was like. <laughs> um, at, at Lexington and Concord, that was a bunch of guys from, from the neighborhood, if you will, <laughs> a bunch of farmers and shopkeepers um, with muskets. Uh, some of them didn't even have muskets, literally standing toe-to-toe, eyeball eyeball with seasoned veteran combat soldiers, infantry soldiers, uh, with full-blown leadership, uh, combat-hardened officers, infantry officers, um, drums beating, you know, uh, fifes blaring, uh, officers calling out uh, you know, signals um, and formations. That's what that was like. Um, so, th- which which the point is, is to really hopefully make all of us more appreciative of the incredible kind of courage and commitment that our founders had to this concept that we call freedom and liberty, and what they were willing to sacrifice and the level of commitment they were willing to take it, and the, that level of commitment was to put their life on the line. Uh, to 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 be in a situation where they absolutely knew that you know they could die, that dying um, and even dying a painful death uh, was a big part 
of the equation uh, that that possibility was there. So that's what happened on the 19th of April, 1775, and that's the, the topic of our program today on the Roger Frank and Williams show. And the, the point that I really want to, to, to make once again on that is that, um, you know, the 70 men assembled, you know, they were wearing, I guess, what we would call their street clothes, their regular, every day, didn't even have uniforms. Uh, they had whatever kind of uh, firearm they might have had. You know, there was no organized army that issued uh, firearms. Uh, they, they had whatever musket they used to, to shoot rabbits or whatever. Um, and again, they were lined up against seasoned, hardened combat infantry soldiers. And it wasn't 70 versus 70. It was 70 versus 700. You know, they were met by a, by a huge force uh, a force that meant business, the kind of force that would engage somebody like the French or the Spanish, uh, Spaniards in armed, heavy duty combat. That's that's what the battle lines were on April nineteenth, seventeen seventy five. And now we're back. Please be joined by Derek Hicks once again. Yes, hey Roger, what's going on? All right, we're talking about that incredible battle, and I was thinking. Uh, just looking across, you got to put yourself in the situation of those men. You look across there and you see hundreds of the most best-trained army in the world. They have the best, you know, weapons, the muskets and everything that can fire the farthest. And and you and they're all in those red uniforms that I'm sure stood out on that day, bright and clear. And there you are with probably some, uh, just a basic musket that doesn't even have a lot of distance. I doubt few of them have the... Uh, the rifles that could reach out very far, and yet they were willing to stand there bravely and take on that army. It's incredible. And, and one of the it's it's, it's little, literally mind boggling, and it's something that we should always acknowledge and 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 be respectful of and respect. And you know, actually, at Lank, Lexington, you know, the the Patriots were were literally routed. As I said before, that eight men fell dead. Um, Ten others were injured, and then it concluded with a bayonet charge by the seasoned veteran combat soldiers of the British. Uh, they were essentially routed off the Lexington Green. Now, but what happened from there was once the word had gotten out, thanks largely to the great efforts of Paul Revere, William Dawes, and Samuel Prescott, um, your word had gotten out through the through the countryside. So the British were marched on to Concord. Their desire was to arrest Samuel Adams, arrest John Hancock, and destroy the weapon cache uh, that was at Concord. Well, of course, Adams and Hancock were able to get away, um, escape. And once they got to the weapon stash, it was, it was largely gone. <laughs> you know, the, the Patriots had been able to save it and um, you know, preserve it and, 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 and take the weapons away. Um, but then the British had to go about 20 more miles to get back to Boston and at that point, the Patriots just literally came out of the woodwork, literally. <laughs> they were everywhere along the road. Um, there was a stone, uh, large stone wall along um, much of the stretch of road, 20-mile road back to Boston. And they literally just had a field day, um, uh, you know, rout- routing the British, essentially. Well, you know what? And I think they learned a little bit in that. And when that was the first fight, they learned to fight more stealth. They didn't uh, just try to march in lines because they knew they could not defeat the British that way. And then they started fighting from behind trees. A lot of those people were woodsmen who were hunters, and uh, they knew how to sneak up on animals, so they, they knew to hide themselves. And I think it made a big difference because, as you know, 
in the war, they had certain rules that they were supposed to follow. Like you were never supposed to uh, shoot an officer or shoot an officer off a horse. And again, the Americans said, this is war. So they would take out the officers. And again, officers without, uh, you know, if soldiers don't have an officer to lead them, they tend to break up, and they knew that. And that was some of the secrets they used to defeat the British. Absolutely. That's a great point, Derek. And, and they adapted. You know, and, and I think it goes back to the fact that they'd been here for over almost 200 years, um, started with a completely, um, you know, forest, you know, unsettled, uncivilized uh, continent. And virtually everything they had to do um, to, to survive, they had to innovate and they had to adapt and they had to come up with new ideas and, 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 and do whatever it took um, as opposed to just follow a, a long established regimen. And I think that was, that was one illustration of it. They were like, okay, we, we're not going to be able to line up and, and fight these guys eyeball to eyeball. Um, there's no way. Uh, we'll just use the advantages that we have and, um, and we'll fight them that way. Well, exactly. And that's what they ended up having to do. And I think those kind of bold moves, and again, we know what, and we love President uh, George Washington and General Washington at that time, and he learned some of those stealth bold moves when he'd, he'd attack at night or attack just as it was breaking light, and he did just some incredible things. And of course, he always recognized so many times that the, uh, remember, the divine hand of Providence is the one that made such a difference uh, in the American Revolution. And that leads us in, when we come back from break, if you can stay with us, I want to talk about the role of the clergy and the pastor, because in this uh, great uh, sequence from the movie April Morning, the pastor was a leader of the Minutemen unit, and he was right out there on Lexington Green. And we'll pick that up when we come back on the Roger Franklin Williams Show as we talk about the events of April 19th, 1775, and the shot heard around the world. You stay with us. Welcome to the Roger Franklin Williams Show. And now, here's Roger. And this is my turn. Welcome back to the Roger Franklin Williams Show. It's great to have you joining us. I especially want to thank you for joining us today. And we're taking a, a full program look to honor and recognize the events of April 19th, 1775, the battles of Lexington and Concord. Of course, that was a battle the initial battle, the initial armed conflict uh, between the colonists, our forebears, and the army representing Great Britain, the Redcoats, that started, that's where the Revolutionary War started, that's where the founding of America started, and it was started by literally citizens standing up for their liberty in the face of extraordinarily, extraordinary odds, against extraordinary odds of a very powerful military force, the the Army of Great Britain, which is pleased to be joined by Derek Hicks on our program today. And, of course, as you know, Derek's an authority on the revolutionary and the colonial period. We'll go back to Derek in just a moment. I do want to mention, though, and I only recent, in recent years really realized that so much of, of this is documented, what happened. I mean, it was written about, it was covered in the newspapers of the time, um, and so we know who these men were on both sides, but especially on the Patriot side. We know the men that fell um, on the green at Lexington, and I want to mention their names right now, uh, killed on Lexington Green on April 19, 1775, were Robert Monroe, Jonas Parker, Samuel Hadley, Jonah Harrington, 
Caleb Harrington, Isaac Muzi, and John Brown. Also, John Raymond, Nathaniel Wyman, and Jedediah Monroe. And if you enjoy your freedom and your liberty, thank those men, because they gave their lives for it. Now back to Derek. Wow, that was great, Roger. You know what's awesome? That a lot of those names, probably most of us have, uh, even if we know history, may have heard them before, but rarely. And it was wonderful for you to read off those names for, you know, they don't get a lot of publicity at the Washingtons and the Jeffersons and all that, but they made a difference because those people were, I always say, they're like us, like our radio listeners. They're just the common man or common woman. They made a difference in you know what what the revolution was all about. They made a difference. Each individual following your heart, doing what you need to do, and that's what we all need to do now, and and just doing what you can do. You know, I mean these these uh, what these guys could do is they could grab their musket and they could go and they could stand against the British, knowing full well there were extraordinary risk, and they were prepared to do that. And um, you know that they those men we just read. Uh, off, they died on the green that day, but but look look at what what that spawned, and, and look what their efforts helped to achieve. Again, yes, you know the world at that time, as you know, was ruled by dictators and tyrants, and this was the first time that a uh, a government which basically was formed by the people, and that that was unique and different than any other time in all of human history that the people were to have the say over the government, not the other way around. So that's why you hear that. You know, that saying, the shot heard around the world, because I'm telling you, the world was in darkness up until that time. And then that's why our country is so incredible, because it's not made up about a person or a group of people, but it's made up about an idea, the idea of freedom, that all of us were created by our Creator with rights, and those rights come from God. And that was so unique, and that's what those men and women of the revolutionary period were fighting for, and they started it right there on that day. I agree 100%. That's a great point. Derek and Prince, we're speaking with Derek Hicks, president of Thompson Jewelers, about the events of April 19, 1775, the shot heard around the world, the battles of Lexington and Concord, literally the day that, that our country began to exist, literally. Um, I also want to mention Captain Parker. Yeah, He was the leader of the men on Lexington Green that day. And uh, I, think, I don't think he's as well known probably as he should be in history as well. And of course it took incredible commitment from him. And you can only imagine how hard it was to assemble uh, just a bunch of, a bunch of guys, you know, um, a, a militia force, um, make sure that they were ready, make sure they got the word out to them, even that they were organized. And um, so I just want to mention, especially and acknowledge Captain Parker as well, who was the leader of, of the militia that morning. Great. Well, Roger, that's, again, another name from the past that uh, made such a difference in our uh, our freedom. So it's uh, just so wonderful that you're acknowledging all these people today. And, you know, and as we kind of wrap up on it, I just do want to mention as well that, um, you know, that, that kind of like you said, and I think that what it comes down to, and I think ultimately the reason that, that the revolution ultimately was successful was Great leadership, of course. Um, you couldn't have had a better leader than, than George Washington, um, and, and he had. And there were some other great leaders as well. Um, 
but also, it, of course, once this country got started, we had people like Jefferson and Hamilton and Madison who were just, you know, literally brilliant to help help the actual foundation of the country get going. But actually, the, having to fight the war and to win the war uh, and to get the country established, it was just, as, you, as you've mentioned, rank-and-file people, just individual citizens you know, following their heart, um, you know, acting out in their 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 Christian faith, largely Christian faith, uh, and and doing what they were led to do, and, and and doing what they could do in their their small realm of influence, small or larger. In many cases, small. Uh, but but standing up, hey, if if you know uh, somebody, uh, you know. One of the human farmers, it's like, well, gee, I don't have the time to, to lead the unit or I can't really be an officer in the unit. But but, hey, I'll get my musket and I'll go. I'll show up. I mean, th- th- that's the kind of spirit. And, and that's that's essentially what it takes from, from a lot of a lot of people, you know, committed to to freedom and liberty. Well, you know what you think about as we end the uh, conversation that John Adams said there would come a day when he would regret. All the things that that generation did if we didn't stand up for our freedom. So let's not make John Adam and all those people we, that you talked about today regret they gave their lives, so much of everything that their their fortunes and their sacred honor. Let's never forget that and let us stand boldly for freedom because of what they did. Absolutely. that that was They did what they had to do. Now we have to do what we have to do. Yes. Awesome, Roger. Well, thank you so much for having me on the show here well, today. I well, sure appreciate it. Well, let's see if you can say with us just one more minute, because I would like to, your know, Mother's Day is approaching, and I would like to have you just say one one minute about uh, the ways that you can help uh, you know, our listeners at Thompson Jewelers for Great. Mother's yes. Day specifically. So, yes, Mother's Day. We always have some incredible sales and event, and again, mothers are, are so much part of our lives, whether it's your mom or even your your wife, you had your children, Lord, you just, they're special women, and I think a special way to honor them is you get a piece of fine jewelry, and again, we at Thompson Jewelry, jewelry for every budget, you don't have to spend a lot, or you want to get something nice, or maybe upgrade their their ring, their wedding ring, or get them a beautiful pendant, or earrings, or whatever it may be, uh, just make Mother's Day special this year by getting uh, your wife or your mother something that does. Uh, it says how much you love them, and nothing does it better than a fine piece of George Thompson George. Thank you very much, uh, Derek Hicks, and you know, Derek. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for all the support you give us in so many different ways. All right, thank you, Roger, again so much for having me. A wonderful show, and I always enjoy it. Thank you, and friends. We're down to our final few minutes, and once again, I want to thank Derek for being with us today on this special day. I know that, as you know, he's got a real heart and a real passion for our founding of our country, and he has a tremendous amount of knowledge as well. And as we wrap things up, I think that uh, Derek uh, covered it very, very well, is that, and mainly one of the main reasons I wanted to to just devote so much time to to Lexington and Concord, um, the battles, and then, of course, the shot heard around the world, is one, to acknowledge that and to make sure that we always keep that in, the incredible courage exhibited, the commitment, the passion for freedom, for liberty, um, alive in our hearts and our minds, and that we're always aware of, of what happened that day because it really was so extraordinary and the results were so extraordinary. So it's it's so important to continue to, to acknowledge it and remember it and celebrate it. 
but also, um, as Derek said so well, to learn from it and to use this example of those brave men and women, and in some cases, teenagers. One of them, uh, if I understand correctly, one of the, the men who fell was a teenager on Lexington Green that morning to to t- you know take the baton literally to to do our part now yeah they did their part <laughs> their part was extraordinary their part changed the world of that which they did following their sense of responsibility their heart their passion for freedom and for liberty now it's time for us to, to do our part and our part is to not be quiet not be silent but to use the resources that we have they had resources and they used them brilliantly uh, their resources were things like the printing press, gathering in taverns, uh, people like Paul Revere that would, would ride and carry messages on horseback, um, you know, even extraordinary uh, uh, public relations abilities, if you will. Once again, Paul Revere, uh, um, Samuel Adams were able to to you know, present events to the public in, in such a way um, that was very persuasive in those days. And when we, well, we have a different set of, of assets Um well, we have to use our assets, and our assets are our, personally our voice, um, our own sense of courage and responsibility, and um, the assets that we have at our fingertips, which are now uh, pretty extraordinary. Facebook, social media, Twitter, Rumble, um, all those things. And, of course, as we know, uh, those can be threatened and taken away, and that's a topic we talk about a lot on our show. Um, not today, but that's a topic we'll continue to address. But but anyway, in, until while we have these assets, we need to take advantage of them. And um, and that's that's our quest. That's what we can do uh, to 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 continue this legacy and and, and things that we're gonna, we're going to have to do that we must do to preserve our freedom and our liberty through the course of our lives and to hand it down to our next generations. Well, friends, it's been wonderful to join you, have you join us on this great day today on this program today. And want to thank you for the opportunity. Thank Pete, Pete Paquette, who's producing today, and Derek Hicks, our guest. Have a great day. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.